Show Me the Science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, this is Luke O'Neill and welcome to my Show Me the Science podcast. Now, I've got a topic today that, that seems obvious. Uh, we all know it, really, and we all hear this the whole time. Uh, but now we're going to get into the science of it, I guess. And it can be controversial because once you talk about nutrition and food and nutrients, you can get into trouble. Uh, often the science isn't great behind what's in our diet and whether we can change our diet to be beneficial and so on, you know. But there's very good evidence as well, of course. So it's a very interesting area, the science of nutrition. And if you're a biochemist like me, because my training originally was in biochemistry, even though I became an immunologist. I'm kind of a biochemical immunologist anyway, if the truth be told. Nutrition is front and center in biochemistry because you need to understand about proteins, fats, carbohydrates, how the body metabolizes this. In fact, one of the big triumphs of all of science, and this gets forgotten about, in the 20th century was biochemists figured out what happens in your body when you eat sugar or eat fat or whatever it might be. And all these very complex metabolic pathways, as they're called, were uncovered by thousands of scientists all over the, uh, the decades. Uh, a very famous scientist in this regard was a guy called Krebs. And I can hear people worrying already because every student in the Leaving Cert had to learn Krebs cycle. And if you go to university and do biology, you learn Krebs cycle as well. But Krebs was a fantastic scientist, actually. And he discovered this cycle as how we burn carbohydrates. And now we get energy out of carbohydrates. It was a huge success for biochemistry, really. But when you move into the nutritional side, it can get a bit tricky because... The trials that are done on different nutrients can be hard and they can be badly controlled. But overall, of course, we've learned a huge amount about nutrition and there's a whole science behind this which is extremely reputable because it's, it's serious if you're malnourished. And in hospital, for various reasons, malnourishment can be a key feature. And, and so we need dietetics and dietitians and all kinds to, to advise people on this. So there's fantastic um, science as well going on. But let me... I'm just wittering away. Let me get to the topic. Uh, this is about... Now get this, why eating vegetables is better than eating animal stuff, right? Now again, you might think that's obvious. Uh, we've always heard, get the veggies in. Uh, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat meat, of course, and it's okay to have a burger occasionally. Uh, luckily, there's a bit of vegetables in the burger, we hope, in the tomatoes and the lettuce and so on, and a bit of carbs in the bun. So it's all about a balanced diet, really. So so this isn't a diatribe against people eating meat by any means, but it's all about balance. But, but there's no doubt that, from all this science, a diet rich in, say, vegetable-based nutrients is going to be a healthier diet than one that's got a lot of fat, and especially animal fat and meat in it. And that's what we're going to discuss today. Uh, many studies have shown this, by the way. Uh, they've shown that uh, a, a, a vegetable-rich diet decreases risk of things like heart disease and stroke. They're two big areas, of course, uh, that we know all about, I guess. But So, uh, again, the evidence is really strong behind this, uh, especially the more... Um, the more balance you have towards the vegetable side, shall we say, the more plant-based uh, diet, the greater the benefit. Uh, so you can have some meat, but lean towards more, uh, more, more abundant plant sources is a good thing to have. And as I say, there's lots of studies going back decades all over this. One thing that, that got me on this one, though, was what about the protein content? So proteins are quite, uh, you know, well-worked out biochemicals. They're made of strings of amino acids. And any protein, a bit like a necklace, I've used this analogy before, where each bead is a different amino acid and they're all strung together and the necklace folds into a complex structure and that's what a protein is. And of course our bodies need proteins. I mean, proteins do all the heavy lifting in our bodies. They're enzymes, 
to digest food, for example. Uh, they also are antibodies in your, pardon me, in your immune system are made of proteins. Some hormones like insulin are made of proteins. So massive diversity in proteins. We need protein in our diet to make more proteins is the idea. And when we eat up some protein, we break, break it down, release the amino acid beads, and those beads are used to make a new necklace in our body. It's a wonderful thing. It's called, it's called translation, that process, actually. So, But why would it be different if you take a protein from a plant versus a protein from an animal? Because they're both made of amino acids and, and they should really be similar. Uh, but there's some evidence, and I can't get to the basis for this, to be honest, if anybody is an expert listening in, uh, why would a plant protein be better for you than an animal protein? Because they're both made of amino acids. It turns out they're, they're probably not. It's the other stuff with the protein in the plant versus the animal or in the vegetables that seems to make a difference. So it's not really clear why that is. But still, it's likely that the, the, whatever the protein source, the protein might be good to you. It could be the density of the protein content of red might be one factor and that might put the body under a bit more stress because meat is extremely rich in protein, of course. The reason why meat is rich in protein is it's made from muscle. And muscle, to make your muscles work, you need lots of proteins like myosin is a very abundant protein in muscle that allows you to flex your muscles. So when you eat meat, you're, you're effectively eating muscle proteins and meat is very rich in those proteins, whereas plants will have less, slightly less protein content. Maybe that's good because the way the body handles amino acids then might be slightly put under stress if if, the, if, the, if it's very rich in amino acids. Of course, we, we read about this, don't we, with these supplements that athletes take to build their muscle that can put the kidney under pressure, you see. There's evidence for that. So, so again, a, a too rich a diet in protein, and that would be a plant, an animal-based diet, may, may not be as good for you. But the underlying proteins are similar. They're made of these uh, amino acids. Now, where do I get the evidence that, that, that a plant diet is better? Well, as I say, it's been there for years. More recently, um, 95 separate studies have been looked at and we love that in science by the way because the more replication you see between different studies the more likely it is something's true those scientists love reproducibility and replication so 95 separate studies were looked at and the bottom line was five servings of plant extracts or plant nutrients per day certainly decreases the risk of heart disease and stroke uh, and we've known that for a while but again these studies confirm this now the issue here is though and the piece I read emphasises this, and I think we've discussed this before as well. Correlation is not causation. Just because you're eating loads of plants and you get less heart attacks is the reason for less heart attacks because you're eating lots of plants. Maybe you take more exercise if you're a vegetarian or vegan. Maybe you go to your doctor more often, you know, and that might ca catch someone who might have high blood pressure, you see. So, so it's a bit of a tricky one, that, in a way, the correlation-causation idea. But we do think overall the balance is good a balance of animal-derived nutrients and plants, uh, definitely skewing towards the plants. Now, can we get a biochemical basis then to move beyond correlation and causation, right? In a sense, if you could say, look, the reason why a plant diet is good is because of the following pathways in your body are triggered by the plants and those pathways are good for you. Again, we love that in science because we often see this correlation, not meaning causation, but if you can actually get a mechanism and I'm obsessed in my lab, as anybody in my lab will tell you, would give me the mechanism. If you understand the mechanism of something, you really understand it and your conclusions are likely to be true. So what would the mechanism be to allow us to claim that a plant diet is better than an animal diet, shall we say, or at least skewing towards plants is better? Well, first of all, the, the plant-based um, um, stuff, right, is inclined to have more types of nutrients in it. 
So fibre is a key thing for our health, of course it is. And you need fibre in your diet for a healthy gut. And this is all to do with, um, to do with uh, the microbiome and the bacteria in your gut, which is extremely important. So fibre is good. And animal-based uh, food sources have hardly any fibre. So therefore, if you're eating plants, you're going to be taking in more fibre. Now, when it comes to the meat side, though, if you have a mix of meats, it's actually better. So if you, if you, if you feed off light-coloured meats and dark-coloured, you know the way in the chicken you get light-coloured meat and you get dark-coloured meat, that's a better combination because it's a bit richer in certain vitamins. So things like niacin, thiamine, B-group vitamins, uh, vitamin A, vitamin K, these are very important vitamins. I must do one on vitamins, actually, because vitamin K is needed for blood clotting to be normal. Vitamin A is needed for vision. Uh, the B group is needed for enzymes to work properly. There's a, there's a bigger combination if you, if you mix different kinds of meats. So if you, if, you, if you eat, as I say, dark or light meat, that's better than just eating one type. But what if you switch to just nuts or seeds or beans? Uh, they're, they're very rich in plant proteins. Pound for pound, there's more nutrients in those and fewer calories, which is a good thing as well. So you can see now, if you eat a gram of nuts versus a gram of meat, uh, you're better off eating a gram of nuts because there's fewer calories and slightly more nutrients in the nuts or the seeds. And again, that's the evidence that we have, I guess, that eating that plant-based, um, those plant-based nutrients is slightly better for you. The, the, the calorie content's important because if you eat too many calories, that puts the body under pressure in various ways and can cause ill health. So again, that notion that uh, the plant is better than, than the meat comes from calories partly, but also a richer range of nutrients in the form of fibre. Now, the second big one is this though, fats. Animal source is much richer in saturated fat. Now you'll all have heard this, the saturated fats and unsaturated fats, and you'll see polyunsaturated fats being advertised. Uh, saturated fats, it's very easy to define them if you're a biochemist actually. They're solid at room temperature, whereas unsaturated fats are liquid at room temperature. Now imagine in your kitchen, butter is full of saturated fat because it's solid. Uh, and it's from animals, isn't it? From milk. So therefore, butter is a saturated fat. Whereas olive oil, that's from plants. That's an unsaturated fat. It's a liquid at room temperature. And it turns out the saturated fats are definitely less healthy for you in many ways. One reason is they rise, uh, they cause a rise in that biochemical that we know a lot about called cholesterol. And you've all heard of cholesterol, and that can be damaging. Cholesterol can form these awful fatty things in blood vessels. They're actually called fatty streaks, is what they name. They're streaks of fat. And those big fatty aggregations, of course, can give you a heart attack. So again, lowering the amount of saturated fat uh, will decrease the level of cholesterol. That's a good thing. And if you substitute them with unsaturated fats, that lowers cholesterol. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is the unsaturated fats can also be turned into special anti-inflammatory lipids. Now, lipids is a posh biochemical word for fat. So if you take unsaturated fats, your body makes these anti-inflammatory molecules that, that protect you in various ways and can protect your blood vessels. There's a great mechanism. Again, I'm obsessed with mechanism. Saturated fats are less able to drive an anti-inflammatory process in your body to protect your blood vessels. If you eat unsaturated fats, you get more of these anti-inflammatory factors and that protects your blood vessels. And therefore, you decrease the risk of stroke by having unsaturated fats. And there's a really good uh, link then. It isn't just uh, correlation then and causation. It is actually a direct link between the two that we can see there. Now, my third uh, reason why um, we should eat more plant-based nutrients than animal-based is to do with cancer. And everything often comes down to cancer, of course. And there's really good evidence that processed meats especially 
Now, sadly, I'm talking about my favourite food stuff. I love smoked fish, for example, or smoked duck. I like smoked food, the flavour. Any kind of processing like that, sadly, there's evidence, and bacon, you know, uh, will increase the risk of colorectal cancer, especially. Not hugely, not like smoking or anything, but, um, but still, there's a risk with processed meats uh, increasing the risk. A little bit's fine as ever uh, moderation but but certainly there's a link there the second is if you know you love your barbecued steak and all the rest burnt meat the stuff that's burnt basically can be a carcinogen or there's a risk of it causing cancer anyway so therefore you've got to be careful because if you burn meat that will generate chemicals from the meat that could well increase your risk of cancer that's a lot less than plants if you burn a plant on a barbecue the kind of burnt material there is less uh, risky in terms of causing cancer so again that's a reason to eat less meat especially if you've processed the meat or you've burnt it in some way uh, just eat less of it because of the, the risk is there now we like the flavours of course so uh, we don't want to say don't eat them but certainly just be a bit bit careful on that one as well if you can now um, of course the risk is uh, I've looked it up for you the WHO we've all heard of WHO of COVID haven't we uh, processed meats and burnt meat if you will is causing 50,000 deaths a year from cancer Tobacco causes a million, though, remember. Alcohol causes 600,000 deaths from cancer, which is terrifying if you think about it. That's why we're against smoking, of course, and recommend moderation in alcohol as well because because they cause cancer. We're way down the the milder end of the spectrum here, 50,000 versus a million, but still the evidence is there that there's a a bit of a risk of that. So so that's, that's another reason, this risk of causing cancer. So our three reasons then are lots of fiber in vegetable material and plants, uh, there's less saturated fats in plants and plants are inclined to be less cancer promoting and there are three reasons why a plant, plant uh, diet rich in plants is very good for you but remember I think most of all and here's my, my last word on this you've got to enjoy your food don't I mean people who torture themselves and worry what they're eating and they're leaving food out and all that kind of thing that, that will cause stress which is bad for your health, remember. So try and enjoy your food. Uh, a balanced diet, if you like the odd burger, it's not the worst thing in the world by any means, the odd steak is fine, but try to lean towards a more plant-rich diet and away from an animal-rich diet because there's other reasons not to eat animals, which I might do another time in terms of climate change and all kinds of things. But certainly in terms of health, a plant-rich diet is the way to go. So there you have it. That is the science of why eating plants and vegetables is healthier than eating animals. Thank you very much for listening. And my podcast is available to download every Thursday. It's a News Talk production. And please tune in. Uh, And if you want to send me any ideas, I think I've done about 6,000 podcasts at this stage. It might feel that way to you. Um, And I'm always looking for ideas. Uh, The the ideas I get are just from what I'm reading this particular week, you see. So so, please, any suggestions, bring them to me and I'll see if I can... can, uh, give you an account of those things as well. So thanks very much for listening.